0: Welcome back into the Thai Talk Podcast on the Belief Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. And before we really even get started, I want to apologize if we have any streaming issues tonight. Uh, working on a very <laughs> uh, low quality Wi-Fi I Still for my family. I'm down at my in my dad's uh, kind of man cable, I guess you can call it. And the Wi-Fi is not great down here out in the country, but we're going to weather through it and see how it goes. And get a live show going. But with that said, Jake, how's it going, buddy?
1: Man, I'm doing great. Uh, Siding with of football last week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, congratulations to the Hogs on their big win uh, over Texas. Man, you know, that SEC West as a whole went undefeated last week, and that that's great to see. I know some of them didn't have really good matchups, but the biggest one on the West side of course was that Arkansas-Texas game, and and Arkansas blew him out out of the out the field, man. It was great to see. So big win for them. And uh, let's move on to this week. We got some. We got a, interesting, a few interesting games. So let's ready ready to talk about them and and review the Mercer game.
0: Yeah, uh, the West is so strong. I mean, you man. if you think about it, it's possible that LSU might be the worst team in the West at this moment. If you, th- I mean, just looking at it, so. Uh, yeah. The West is, is certainly very deep right now and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes up. Before we dive into it too far, I do want to tell you about our friends at, at betonline.ag. Of course, the football season is underway. You know Whether you want to bet on NFL or college football, betonline.ag is the place to go for that. They have all the bets that you're looking for when it comes to college football and the National Football League. So head on over there to betonline.ag today and sign up and receive that welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, I'm still recovering from COVID. Uh, just about seven, eight days into it now, but I'm, I'm doing good. Excited to be back with a live show. I don't have all my equipment with me, just using my trusty old uh, MacBook Air right now. So we're just going to weather through it. And, Jake, let's just talk about the Mercer game for just a few minutes. We're not going to stay on too long. Just... Just your overall thoughts on on last weekend's performance for the Tide.
1: Well, honestly, Coach Saban called it. I mean, he told us leading up, he said, we've had horrible practices. There's no intensity per se right now. And there's only – there's a few that's given their all. And then there's a lot of them that's not. and, And it's showing. And, man, that first offensive series, you know, was awful. I mean, we we had a sack, and then you get to the the second offensive series. We had boneheaded penalties. You know, Jamison Williams got a got that personal foul penalty, and uh, Orange sportsman lot penalty. My bad, but uh, still, it was uncalled for, and, and it did not look like Alabama was ready for Mercer offensively. Not defensively. They're still they're still great i mean it seemed like the defense had a really good week of practice the offense just didn't show up at all during practice um but man uh that defense and and i'm hoping you know will anderson's um, injury's not as bad uh you know it looks like it's it's a good sign but man we need him for florida but that that was the only thing i was worried about on defense was, was a key injury and i'm glad it's not as bad as it could have been
0: but yeah, I think he's going to be all right. I mean, from from yeah. all indications this week, uh, it looks like he's going to be a go for Saturday, unless you know he just takes a major decline, you know, over the next couple of days. Uh, and I, you know, I just really want to reiterate what you said. I mean, the, the team just kind of lacked intensity. Uh, yeah. listening to this Saturday, and uh, you know, I kind of think of it though, Jake. What is it? They're nearing a 100 game winning streak against uh, <laughs> opponents. So the fact that Coach Saban can have ready to win that many games that that are just kind of opponents that, that it's hard to get up for, uh, it's really unbelievable. So it's 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 really surprising if they haven't had more of those performances, you know, in the last you know decade under Nick Saban. Uh, y'all follow uh, Connor Boyd's uh, uh, lead as he's getting in the chat. The chat is open for any questions or comments uh, about this team. We're really really excited. But yeah, just the Mercer game. It wasn't it wasn't pretty all the time, but you know they got the job done. They 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 scored 48 points. Uh, had a special teams touchdown. Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. you know, got a pick. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was not his fault on that touchdown where he was in coverage. He thought he had safety help over t- over the top, and and Coach Saban let Daniel Wright know that he had made a mistake there. So, well, a so that that wasn't Kool-Aid. but uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm glad that's out of the way. Uh, and now, Jake, uh, we can talk about bigger and better things as, as they get ready to travel down to the swamp.
1: hmm Yeah, I'm excited for that game. Um, going back to Kool-Aid, a lot of people this week was like, you know, you got to – he pretty much cured his starting role. But then I, my, my counterpoint was Jalen Armour Davis, that would be the guy that probably – he would probably replace. But in that first game against Miami, J.A.D. did not do anything wrong to to lose his job. He, he he played a solid game. So that's a good problem to have that you have Kool-Aid on, you know, that looks like he's going to be a stud in the making uh, on the sidelines because that's just how deep Alabama is. But going to the Florida game, um, honestly, I, I don't see how Florida can beat us. I mean, they do have talent, but they lost a lot. And, I mean, that was the best team. I saw something uh, this past week that said Florida's best team they had, you know, in a decade was last year, and they still lost four games. I'm like, dang, that's – you know, that's that's a true point. They did give Alabama their all, but this is a different team. And also, if they would – Use Richardson as a quarterback. I'll be a little bit more afraid, but he's got a hamstring issue. I'm not. I hadn't seen how bad it's going to be or how bad it is. But if he's not 100, percent you're going to stick with Emory Jones. I just don't see Emory Jones beating us.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't trust Emory Jones to make you know consistent enough decisions that are that are quality decisions for four quarters against the Alabama defense for him for him to be able to to lead the Gators to victory, but like you mentioned, Anthony Richardson's a guy who's a playmaker, I mean, he's got nearly 300 yards rushing and nearly, I, I think, nearly 300 yards passing as well, or 200 yards passing in two games, so he's just a, he's a playmaker, he's a guy that's hard to bring down because he's around 6'4", you know, 240 pounds, super athletic, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure his injury situation right now it's going to be you know, it's going to be kind of, you know, wait and see until the game gets started. But I did, I did see that Vontrell Miller is going to be out for them. He, he had surgery on Monday and, uh, you know, he's probably the best linebacker and uh, yeah. uh, now out for, for the game. So that's that's not good for that Florida defense that was already, you know, suspect at best. Uh, you know, they're not great in that defense. And uh, I just feel like Bryce Young is going to be able to carve that, that secondary up and, uh, you know, one thing I did see this week, and, and I don't know about you, the, the running game this year has been a little weird for us. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been just explosive, but it hasn't been bad by any means. But did you know that we're better off uh, the first – you know, we've had a better start in the running game this year than we did last year to the first two games as far as statistically uh, it goes. Uh, uh, so I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy to think. So, I, I yes. think we just – give the running game some time. Uh, you know the offensive line is still, you know, really figuring things out. So the pass protection and run blocking has not been as consistent as, as what we would like, but, uh, you know, we'll just kind of have to wait and see how that, how that goes. Uh, if we are having streaming issues, I really do apologize. But like I said, we're, we're working on a, on a slow Wi-Fi right now. I'm just trying to weather through this, uh, and get an episode out this week, heading into the floor matchup. But, uh, yeah, excited about traveling to the swamp. When was the last time? Was AJ McCarron the quarterback the last time uh we played in the swamp? I, I think
1: I think so. And I was gonna gonna uh put point this out real quick, talking about the running game. Brian Robinson right now on twenty two attempts has 130 yards. People was like, oh that's that's nothing. That's that's pretty much six yards of carry. Mm-hmm. I will take that the rest of the way. So Give 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 it time. I think I think Trey, Trey Sanders probably got. He's probably around six yards of carry. McClellan's probably about five yards of carry. So just just give it time. We'll, we'll we'll be fine on there. But yeah, going to the swamp. I know they're gonna be. It's gonna be loud and they're gonna be you know up and and ready for the game. But like I said, talent wise, there's it, a big discrepancy there. Um, I think. You know, I, I and I said this uh, on a previous show before the season started. I don't think Florida's going to going to finish second in the East this year. I think they're going to be third. Uh, and Kentucky's looking like a, um, a contender right now on that Eastern to to challenge Georgia. I just don't know they have enough yet. But I just don't see Florida yeah. being. I think Florida be the third team. I just don't see well, them you know. being. You know,
0: right? I don't. I don't trust. Emory Jones, long term. We don't know yeah. what you know what Anthony Richardson would do, you know, as the starter, and once teams teams have some film on him and kind of can adjust to you know his playing style. Not sure how that goes, but we know their defense is not great. So I, I just no. I don't see them being able to uh, to finish you know better than third in in the East this year either. I feel like it's, yeah. it's Georgia, a big gap, and then Kentucky. And then, you know, things like Florida, Missouri, you know, those two teams, and then maybe kind of everybody else. So. But, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm not sure Florida has enough horses to compete with Alabama for four quarters. Not that they can't make it interesting for, you know, a little while, but if Alabama is focused and they're they're playing with the right intensity, then uh, Alabama should win this game. I, mean, I think they're favored by around 14 or 15 points. Uh, I, I, think, I think they cover that. Uh, and then some, uh, I, I just feel like Alabama is, is going to play much better than what they showed this last Saturday against Mercer as far as, you know, consistency and performance.
1: Yeah, I think it could be like 42 to 17 type game, I think. Uh, that's probably what I'm going to go with. Um, and then, you know, we talk, we're talking a lot about Florida. What, what about our boys? I mean, Bryce Young, like we said – Looks like a stud, and he is a stud. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception yet, and I think uh, statistically he has better numbers than Tua did his first couple of games. So, I mean,
0: he's a he's, start. Oh, he's had, he's a, great good start. He's had yeah. a great start, and the truth is the, the team could be better around him. I think right. I think there's been some some miscues, some drop passes, mm-hmm. uh, some penalties, uh, so I, I think when the team gets better around him or more consistent around him, not that they've been bad, but it's just going to make Bryce Young that much better. So uh, I feel like this offense has a chance to be special. Uh, so I have all the faith in the world in Bryce Young and this, this other offense.
1: Yeah, and looking at his numbers from last week, 19 or 27, 227 yards and three touchdowns. And I know they, they dropped at least three of those. At least
0: three. Yeah, I, I remember two drops for sure in, in in Saturday's game. One to B Rob that was a for sure first first down down in the red yep. zone, yep. and then Jamison Williams dropped one that was you know probably a twenty five thirty yard gain. Uh, you know, not including what he could have got after the catch. So, yeah, it's uh, there. Was, there was a couple missed opportunities there on drives that could have been continued. And uh, so, yeah, I think once the team starts playing more consistent around him. Uh, you know, get 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 better up front along the offensive line. Uh, I, I feel like the offense is going to be clicking on. And we talked about it before the season started. Uh, we didn't think the offense would be bad, but we did think it would take them a, a few games to kind of get in the groove and in the flow of things. I mean, there's a lot of new guys on the field at one time, so it, it just takes some time. And, I, you know, all things considered, Bryce Young has, has you know, really exceeded – uh, expectations, you know, for this team. He, he's played really good, and uh, I, I think it's just going to get better and better each week. Absolutely.
1: And um, I'm going to tell you, um, you know, this this weekend, we saw the emergence of one JoJo Earl. I mean, oh, yeah. I we, mean, we finally seen with that kid, you know, all the hot's been around him. And, um, man, he, you know <laughs> – I feel sorry for Slade Bolden because he pretty much took over punt return duties. Probably took his spot kick return, and he also took his spot, you know, at slot receiver. It seemed like so. You know, I mean JoJo Earl, he he is fast, like like they what like they said, and uh, man, he looks like he's going to be the next great wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I think there's going to be room for both guys uh, because Slade is a guy that's dependable at least, and. uh And got a got a comment here.
1: Roll tie, Corey. You know, Corey's a Florida fan. I wouldn't
0: school with him. uh, Not anybody can be be as smart as us, Jake.
1: I know. I know. You're going to get rolled, Saturday. I do know that.
0: (laughs) Uh, I just saw, you know, Florida is a team that is – they got some dudes, obviously. But there's just too many question marks for me. I'm not sure if, if Will Anderson's healthy. I'm not sure they got anybody that can block him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that they can stop Alabama enough defensively, you know, to to, to win the game. I think they can – like I said, I think they they got enough to keep it close for a little while. But, you know, Alabama's just got too much. I mean, there's there's too much talent for Alabama. And like you mentioned, JoJo Earl is a guy that's really coming into his own. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy that, you know, maybe the second half of the season – uh, you're thinking, golly, where did this guy come from? You know, teams that – you know, people that don't just follow Alabama every week the way we do. So, right. you know, we, we talked about JoJo Earl in fall camp and how he was making waves, and uh, so it's uh, – he was making some noise then. So, it's really not that surprising. But, uh, yeah, us either, Cassie. Uh, we, we can't wait for the weekend either. Uh, Going to be a great weekend. Uh, really exciting, and uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the big matchup with Auburn you know, traveling up to Penn State. We'll talk about, about that for a few minutes before we head out for the night. But yeah, Auburn's heading up to, to Happy Valley, Jake. What what are your kind of thoughts on that real quick?
1: Well, I'm probably going to piss off a lot of flutter or Auburn people, <laughs> but I don't care. But are. Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, Bo Nitz away from Jordan Hare is an average, maybe a below average quarterback. And and if you want to at me on that uh it's at j thomas tts on twitter but i said what i said i mean he has the auburn magic at jordan hare and when he's away from jordan hare he he's nothing so if that if that bow niche shows up uh you know saturday night Penn State's gonna route y'all and it's gonna be ugly I'm just telling you Penn State's defense is legit this year and I mean and I don't really say that a lot about a about a Big Ten defense but they're stout, and uh, so the only question mark now since it's come up is James Franklin's been linked to the USC job, where if 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 that rumor, you know, if it's got up there, and, and he's been considering it, and his players kind of know how they're going to react and how they're going to play, but I just do not see a way that, I mean, I guess Auburn Magic can happen, but uh, the wide out, those fans at night, I just think it's going
0: to be tough. Yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to see uh, Auburn winning that game. Do you have the spread of that, Jake? Do you know what that spread is? Yeah, give me uh, a While chance. you listen that up, I was kind of talk. You know, I, I'm with you. Bo Nix has not been great on in true road games. Right. Uh, and the truth is, he's just been average really throughout his career overall. But in road games, hes I mean, he's just been flat out bad. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. That has nothing to do with the fact that he's Auburn's quarterback. It's just the truth. Right. So, uh, how does he respond in, in at, at Happy Valley? when I mean, that's when when they have a lot out, that is one of the most electric atmospheres in all of football. So, like you said, Penn State's got a really good defense. Uh, anxious to see how their speed on defense matches up with Auburn's speed on offense. Uh, Auburn does have a great running game with Tank Bigsby and, and that other guy that I can't remember his name uh, who kind of broke out last week. Uh, for, hey, the, for those so, guys, it's our
1: year or so. it's something,
0: yeah, he he's a good never, player. He yeah, he, he, is. Had, he had like the longest touchdown run in all in history, which is mm-hmm. you know, a big. They had a lot of great backs, so you all know right. they got a couple of really good backs. Uh, it, but like you said, it, it's going to go down to how well Bo Nix and and how well Bo Nix plays is going to go a long way to determining whether Auburn can win that game or not. But you know, just my gut is telling me that Penn State will win this game by. You know, seven to 10 points. I'm not sure what the spread is. Uh, six. What, what, six. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so they're, they're around a touchdown favorite, which is to me about right. that game, you know, 27 to 20, something like that. Uh, Penn State win that game, you know, around that, that score. Uh, but like you said, it comes down to Bo Nix. How well does he play on the road in that tough environment? So, uh, because you know, if history repeats itself, it's not going to be a good day for all right Right, and
1: and and like you said, let's call a spade a spade, and, and being truthful, he had that one amazing game against Alabama. That's where his fame come in at, and after that, he hasn't really impressed anything, you know, anybody. So he had that one unbelievable game against Alabama, and and that got him. You know,
0: some hype around him and well, any and, other time has been terrible. See, and, and people don't remember the facts about about games. They, they remember certain pieces of it. Bo right. Nix didn't even really play that great against Alabama in that game. Alabama, first of all, Alabama blew that game. They did. Because – and I'm going to prove it to you. Bo Nix was 15 of 30 in that game for 173 yards. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So – it's not that he had a great game. It's that Alabama blew it. I mean, two pick sixes, right. just uh, just just overstated like it is a lot of times. And you know, I'm not trying to you know talk about bad about Bo Nix, but uh, the truth is that he he's just been average uh, in his career at Auburn, and uh, just kind of. But he has a chance to change all that. You know, if he goes up and plays well at Penn State and they win. The narrative will start to shift for both and it should. But, yeah. you know, it's just oh, – might have to prove it. You want to pull to up that – yeah. I was going to
1: say pull that up because I want to talk about that. He
0: says, I think we'll – he said, I think this week we will see some packages for Jalen Milrow in the red zone or short yard situation. The guy may be the best athlete on the field. Thank you, Ben Fanatic, for that. Yeah, uh, okay. I think it's – before you go, Jake, I think it's obvious that the coaching staff – is trying to push for Milrow to be QB2. Yeah. So uh, I, I do not see it being completely out of the question that Milrow has some packages. And we talked about this before the season even started, that that Milrow would eventually get some packages in the red zone around the goal line in short yardage situations. We talked about that in the preseason from the things that we were hearing coming from fall camp. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Bama fanatic
1: and you're just talking about um how he's you know the team might be trying to or the coaches may try be trying to push him to be qb2 i you know i'm not here to 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 rag on the dude but paul tyson on that i mean i know he had to throw it you know it's like 10 yards out that away but it landed five yards short at at the wide receiver's feet on that i'm like i mean and it was just a Boom, boom, and he could not get it there. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, of course, everybody on Twitter and on social media was like, you know, Alabama's in trouble, you know, behind Bryce Young. We've got to keep him healthy. I think Milrow, you know, we really hadn't seen him pass a lot, but his speed, dude, you know, that's a game changer. It is. It's a game changer. So, I think we will see. Some
0: I think it sport. needs to be talked about that, that if, if something did have happen to Bryce Young, the offense would be completely different, regardless if, if the quarterback is Paul Tyson or Jalen Milrose. So right. uh, it, it's going to have to be – I think I think that's one thing that's kind of maybe hurting his development a little bit. Not that his development is not what it needs to be. It's just that he, he's having to do something totally different than the other guys. So when he's in the game – you know, the reps are not there. So we're not seeing a good, you know, well machine like we see when Bryce Young is in there because they just don't get the same amount of reps during practice. So uh, I'm right with you. I think, I think it's obvious that Milrow is, is the quarterback of the future, you know, you know, to the coaching staff. And uh, I'm with you. I think he's an electric athlete. I think he has a chance to be a special player. Just, you know, he's got some developing to do, but, You know, Alabama can get up. You know, get up early on Florida. Maybe we can see him play some more, and uh, you know that'd be great for his development. Not you know, not only for him but for the rest of the team. And uh, I'm excited about Milrow. I think he's going to be a great player. But we got Bryce Young this year and next year, and uh, he's a special talent. So as long as he's healthy, I feel pretty good about the quarterback situation.
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh, Jalen Milrow, he like you said, he's he's awesome with his legs. And, And did you hear? You was talking about. Uh, three three different packages uh for the quarterbacks. You know, Bill O'Brien actually they they uh, they talked about that on the during the the uh, the game Saturday. Was he said we have three different playbooks for for all three quarterbacks. So when when Bryce Young is in, it's one playbook. When when Paul Tyson comes in, it's another playbook. And when Jalen Miller comes in, it's a different playbook. So. You know, they, there's three playbooks there at Alabama, offensive playbooks for Alabama. And when you have that, I'm, I'm sure offensive line-wise, it's kind of – I'm sure their, their assignments don't change much. But but wide receivers, I'm sure it changes a little bit. So – and running backs. So it, it's it's a lot to take in. That's why Alabama has the best athletes. And, and most of the time, you know, you've got you got to learn several different things on offense now and defensively that some people just don't – it's not cut out for
0: i mean it's it's different in Alabama, yeah, and i I'm, I'm fisting get on one of my soap boxes uh, <laughs> and it's oh. it's 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 actually more towards coach saving and before everybody jumps and goes crazy, but we all know that Jalen Milro is an elite athlete and can run with the football, and we also all know that where he needs to grow at is in the passing game, so why do we put him in the game and only run him right. Yeah. I mean, how is that really developing him as a passer if he never throws the ball in the game? It's not. <laughs> so I, I just – Saban's always been like that. Once the once the second string or backup quarterback goes in, it's just to hand the ball off. I mean, I'm no, I know getting in the game helps him a little bit, but it'd be nice to see him throw the ball a time or two. So that's oh, just yeah. kind of – Saban's always done that. It's always been something that's kind of got on my nerves. Uh, why not let the guy just play? Let the guy run the offense. If the other team don't stop it, that's on them, right? Yeah, I mean that's on them. So that's just kind of one of my little yeah. thoughts. I just I, I I understand why you're putting the guy in and letting him do something that you know he can do well. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let the guy you know develop. Who cares if he throws an interception when you're up by thirty or forty points with half of the game,
1: right?
0: I I wish I wish they would, would let him, you know, run the offense uh instead of just, you know, turn around and hand the ball off.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it seems like that's all they do. And uh I just yeah, hey, I, I agree with you hundred percent because let's see, his stats um uh the other day were uh, I don't think he threw but maybe three times Milro. Oh, he only threw
0: once. So, yeah, well, he had a he had a couple more attempts, I think. Right, you know, kind of kind of RPOs, and but he wound up, you know, running with it. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, I I would like to see him actually have some drop back pass attempts. You know, like right, you know, something that's you know in the in the offense in the flow of the game. But you know, I'm sure we'll see it eventually. But that's just kind of been one of my my football issues with with Coach Saban, and obviously he knows a lot more about football than I do, but. Just kind of something right. I've always had.
1: One question before we leave here, I was going to ask you: okay. How confident are you with our right tackle situation right now? I mean, I know that's probably our weakest link on on the offensive yeah. line, and I like Chris Owens, but when you know he just struggled against Mercer, how's it going to be when we get into some of these elites? Well, hey, you
0: know, we've got a couple of edge defenders and Zachary Carter and. Mm-hmm. uh, the guy who ran his mouth today, uh, yeah. Britton Fox. Britt uh, Idiot. Yeah, I mean, why would he ask if Alabama's ready? I mean, yeah. golly. I mean, they've won 15 games in a row.
1: <laughs> and a national championship last year.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you say stuff like that. I know. All right, we got a one here from Bama Fanatic. Mm-hmm. He says they can say Tyson is – the number two QB because he would finish the game for Young. But make no mistake, Milro would be the starter for the next game uh, in the rest of the season. Yeah, that's that's what we yeah. were saying earlier when we were talking about how uh, it looks like the coaching staff is kind of grooming Milro to be to be that guy if something was to happen to Bryce Young. Totally agree with that down uh, we're fisting the head out here in just just a couple minutes. But yeah, Jake, I, I I'm not sure how I feel about the right tackle situation because uh, I, I want to see him against Florida first. I want to yeah. see how he performs against Florida. And for all we know, it could be Kendall Randolph this week. We have no idea. You know, we're not right. going to know, know until, until they announce the starters. But it could be Kendall Randolph this week. So we'll just kind of wait and see on that. But, yeah, I would say – I would agree with you that, that, uh, you know, Chris Owens is probably the weak, weak link of the offense offensive line right now. Uh, but – you know, I, I think he's good enough. I don't I know think the championship or anything, but uh, he's just probably not going to be as as good as what maybe Kendall Randolph could be, or maybe a JC like down the road, or maybe a Damian George. So yeah, George kinda, got in I really want to see a little bit more because he played really well against Miami. He did. Uh, so I, I just want to see. I want to see a game against the SEC competition and see how he performs in that game and, and be, you know, give him a better, a better, a more fair assessment after that performance. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree 100%. <laughs> Whew,
0: well that was a fun show. Yeah, if, if nobody else, you know, is going to jump in the comment section, uh, we'll just kind of leave it at that. We went about right around 30 minutes, of uh, really good show tonight. Uh, like I said, if, if y'all had any issues with the streaming, we apologize for that. I'm, I'm still – uh, you know, quarantine myself from my family. I'm in my dad's cage, uh, which is kind of away from his, you know, a separate house from his house. So I'm trying to use his Wi-Fi from his house, which is a good ways away. So it's not, you know, just perfect internet, but we did want to get an episode out. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in and watching and appreciate those that listen to us in the podcast form once it's released tomorrow morning. So we really appreciate that. Jake, you got anything else to add before we, uh, before we head out. Yeah, Vama Fanatic chimed in and said someone will earn that route tackles position this week. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I want to wait and see before I really judge too harshly, you know, any guy at that spot because I, I think we'll see a couple guys there this Saturday.
1: Yeah. I agree. What I'm saying no I'm I'm good man. Uh just ready for uh for this week. Uh Florida and Alabama and is there anybody else in the SEC that's got a really big Tough matchup. I can't. I can't thank you, buddy.
0: Georgia Major. South Carolina. So that's a. Nah, I mean that's, Georgia should win that pretty easily. Uh, yeah. A, a, a sneaky game is Tulane and Ole Miss. That's
1: yeah. That is a sneaky game. So thank, thank you, you Baron, yeah. yeah, for that. Yeah. Watch out for Tulane because we talked about it last night on, on the show, uh, our show. But uh, um, but if Tulane would have got that fourth down conversion. Uh, yeah, they they would have, they would have beat Oklahoma, and yes, the the baseball schedule for Alabama has is out for this year, coming up year. So everybody go check that out. I'm sure you can find that either probably online or or uh, Twitter. I'm sure somebody's posted on Twitter too, but it will be under Alabama Athletics. I'm I guarantee it. So go check that out. And like like we've talked about, you know, we're we're in the heart of football season right now, but uh, you know, we, we cover all the sports. And one thing I do want to say real quick, we lost a good one in basketball, you know, for the season.
0: Uh, yeah, all so uh, yeah, hard, I know.
1: yeah, so I was really, really hoping to see him play this year. But we, we're loaded. I mean, I'm not really concerned much about injuries anymore at Alabama. That's funny to say, basketball team, because the next guy is a five-star as well now, or you know, are a great, you know. uh um, a great player to come in. So, but yeah,
0: we're okay. hard to football. Thing on the basketball front, one thing on the basketball front that may be a little surprising to some people, uh, I've been hearing that the coaching staff thinks that Keon Ellis may be the best player on the team.
1: I've heard, I saw that.
0: That's interesting. So, because uh, there's talent. I like that guy. He's a guy who was, you know, played pretty well last year. And I think he's a guy that's got really high potential. So, Uh, I'm excited to see this team. And, you know, that'll be starting up before too long. I mean, we've almost made it to October. Once we make it to October, the basketball season will be here before you know it. So, really excited about that. A lot to look forward to in all Alabama athletics.
1: Absolutely. I was going to say, Alabama's uh, basketball team, they have a loaded schedule this year. We've got to play Gonzaga. And I was hoping we got to see that in the Final Four last year. But we'll get to see it this year. We'll see how it goes. So, I, yeah. I'll be – that week, whenever we get to cover that, man, I, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we, we're going to follow – we're going to follow we're going
0: well, to head out now. <laughs> yeah, we, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Hope you all have a great rest of the week. Make sure you cheer on the Tide this Saturday at 2.30 on CBS when they take on the Florida Gators down there in the Swap. Really, look, I look forward to watching the game in the Swamp with Alabama. That's that's a great atmosphere. Yep. You know, the stadium's going to be full, so I, I look forward to that. That's going to be a great environment to play in for the team and a great opportunity to you know get that first SEC win of the season. All right, guys, we're going to head out. Make sure you do head on over to betonline.ag for all your online sports betting needs. Uh, you can follow our podcast on Twitter at Tide Talk Pod. We're on Facebook at Tide Talk Pod. Make sure you join the Tide Talk Podcast group on Facebook as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Blackwood89.
1: And as always, I'm at Jake Thomas TTS.
0: Alright, guys, uh, appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, roll tide.
1: Roll tide. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts.